interrupt our program to bring you this important message. Hello and welcome to the Salt Report, where two of the internet's saltiest nerds dish out all their salt about video games, cosplay, comics, movies, and all things nerdy. I'm Kay, and recording with me tonight is Jesse. Hello. Hello. The sponsor in our hearts is the IMDb Parent Guide. God bless. So basically, it'll tell you the rating, and then they have a specific parent guide that describes in detail what those ratings mean, um, with the driest <laughs> descriptions of everything possible. And it's hilarious. Yeah, you should definitely check it out. I mean, that I have a really dry sense of humor. I think, like... I mean, I have lots of kinds of sense of humor, but I think you know that I have a drive. It's part of the reason I find Kay so fucking hilarious, because you, like, just fucking straight up say things with a flat tone of voice, and I'm like, how? How? (laughs) Yeah, and I get a real kick out of people describing weird shit with the driest possible- in the driest possible way. Deadpool's a good candidate for looking up the IMDb Parent Guide. It's, it's since there's, you know, a lot of adult content in Deadpool. Um, it's pretty fucking wild. Good times. If you're ever, like, extremely fucking bored, look that up for a couple of minutes, all your favorite violent movies. It's a good time. I don't time. remember who I sent this to, because I sent it to multiple people, but the, um, the video with, uh, it was an animation that somebody did of a character from an anime, but it was like a, like a robot voice reading the Wikipedia article on cock and ball torture, and I, <laughs> I lose my mind when people make robot voices read that kind of shit. Say weird yeah, shit. Um, which is actually, I heard the origin of the voice for Portal. Yeah. The, the Microsoft Sam like, voice. Yes. The, the guy wrote a script. Yes. Uh, I believe it was the script for Psychonauts, actually. Um, or some, some game like that. And he realized that nothing he could possibly write, no joke he could write, could ever be funny as normal lines read with the Microsoft Sam voice. Yeah. So, and that's like, where GLaDOS came from. Yeah, I, I think about that a lot because a huge weird subsection of my sense of humor is um, robot voices reading to me. So, uh, reading, but like reading obscene things. And with that, I suppose we should move into the pre-salt. <laughs> This past weekend, I hung out with my Link Shell buddies again, and we just farmed, not farmed, we practiced um, some of the more recent extreme primals in Final Fantasy XIV. We started with Biako. Um, they give you a time limit of 60 minutes for primals, and we made so many attempts on Biako, and by the time we finished, it was like two and a half minutes left on the clock. Um, but we, we did, we did actually successfully beat that one. Um, so that was cool. I did not get the whistle drop at the end with like a whistle dropped, but I didn't get it. So that's kind of sad, but someday I will get myself one of those dogs for God's sake. Um, after that, we moved on to Suzaku and we used up the first full hour, had to leave because we didn't have any more time, used up another full hour we never did beat her. <laughs> um, Suzaku has an enrage timer, 
So, I mean, a lot of a lot of the recent primals have enraged timers. Suzaku's hits at 11 minutes, and basically, if you if you fail to beat her within 11 minutes, um, she does a unavoidable raid wide instant kill attack. Um, so that's your hard limit. Like you have to do enough damage. You can't just sit there for an entire hour whittling away at her health. You have to do this in 11 yeah. minutes or less um, to keep things moving. So we hit the enrage timer once. At the time, my friends were like, this is an accomplishment. And I was like, is it though? Um, but I guess <laughs> it is. I mean, we managed to live through the mechanics long enough to hit the enrage timer. So I guess it's, I guess it is kind of a, a an accomplishment in a sense. In its um, own right, yeah. Yeah, it's we were we were starting to really get the mechanics down at the end of it. We just weren't able to do the mechanics and also do enough damage to kill her in that time frame. So hopefully someday uh, we'll be able to get that down because I feel like now we like we get it. If if we go back in again, we might need a couple of practice runs, but like we understand how to beat Suzaku. We just need to do enough damage. Um, yeah. It is kind of the same as Suzaku normal. It's just more of it. So. Mechanics to do more damage are harder, a bit more complex. There might be more of them going off at the same time. Um, there were a couple God, of people who tank these things are fucking insane. <clears throat> yeah, Suzaku EX actually has a tank swap as well, so you have to have two tanks and you and you have to know when to switch. Um, oh so God. it is pretty. It is pretty complex. Um, Me levels DPS and um, fucking anything else besides tanking just for these moments where I'm like, this is too hard for Jesse's. Yeah, I I don't think that's a bad idea. I have a DPS yeah. main that I play when I don't feel like being a healer. So yeah, because um, there's just some things that I look at and I'm like, I don't want to be responsible for that. Like I know how to deal with DPS mechanics because usually most DPS mechanics. You can solve them by just doing damage harder. <laughs> but... Because, yeah. like, I remember when I was going into Orban Monastery, I was like, I'm going to do this as a bard because I'm too scared to do it as a white mage. And my friends were like, trying to convince me that actually it would be easier if I went in as a white mage because, uh, first of all, white mage is a reactive healer, so you see damage, you heal it. But also, Orban Monastery is uh, very DPS mechanic heavy. It is, but I can handle a DPS check. It's knowing how to get rid of doom status effect that kind of freaks me out because <laughs> it's different oh, yeah. every single time it appears. Um, so I don't, the healer mechanics that are there are a little bit more frightening. There's one, especially at the end, that's like you just have to heal continuously for a good minute or so. And like, I really hope you have a machinist or a bard on your party because you are going to run out of mana if you're, if you're not careful. Um, but yeah, I I really want to get my clear on some of these uh, EX primals, but it might it'll be interesting to go back to some of these when I'm level eighty after Shadowbringers comes out. But other than that, I played the Final Fantasy fifteen event, and I spent multiple days uh, for a total of like I want to say six to eight combined hours over these days getting. 220,000 Manderville gold saucer points so that I could buy Noctis's haircut and the regalia. It's important. And as soon as I got it, I went out to Central Thanalan and I parked somewhere where I could get a good screenshot of my character and I took the screenshot and I just sent a message to Jesse that said, it's your Uber driver. And then the screenshot and I'm outside. <laughs> 
the funniest part is that um, I was in, I almost called it Canehurst again. What is it actually called? Carthus. Carthus. Yeah, so I was in Carthus um, doing some stuff, and then Kay's like, where are you? I'm going to come get you uh, before to go somewhere, and shows up in the car, and we were straight up just driving places we probably could have just walked. But no, that's not the point. The point is we were in a car. <laughs> Yeah. Actually, if I remember correctly, you said something like, oh, are you my escort? And I said, no, I'm your Uber driver. <laughs> because I'm 12 and that joke's still funny to me. Um, yeah, I've been having a good time. That, that car is a lot of fun. My friends and I screwed around with it. You have different um, seating animations based on which seat you pick, and you can pick any seat in the car um, for a total of four drivers. So all four of us loaded up. And we, were drive, we would drive around for a little while. And I'm like, okay, okay, stop. Let me out. I want to try a different seat. And we all, like, rearranged. And um, we're having, part is having a great time. you left, to, I think you went into a dungeon or something. And you left. And I got ejected from the car. And I was just <laughs> sitting there in the, like, animation that the character is in the car. Like, my ass was just floating. <laughs> <laughs> and I was like, excuse me? Um, that same night we were like kind of winding down. Cause I think you were on your way to unlock the stone vigil and both of us were like, yeah, I don't have it in me to do a dungeon right now. It was pretty late. Yeah. So we were just kind of hanging out in Curthus and chatting. And then all of a sudden I look at my chat and I see, um, special fate South shroud and some coordinates. And I'm like, Odin's in the shroud. I have to go. <laughs> I just teleported yeah. away. <laughs> but I was still attached. <laughs> yeah. You didn't have to say yes to the teleport, but I know, you did, because I said I Odin's just... in the shroud. Yeah, you know, I was like, Odin it just And I was like, as I was, t- as I was waiting for the loading screen, I was like, maybe it's not really Odin. Um, but as soon as I got there, I knew it was him, because there's a specific um, weather pattern associated with the Odin fate appearing in the shroud. It's called Tension. Um, and they basically they they create tension by having a bunch of like really heavy oppressive mist, um, and so I, I ran and fought Odin, um, and got to see he he takes on the appearance of the last person to deal the final blow. Uh, it wasn't me this time. Someday maybe it'll he will take on the appearance of raised judicata, but not today. Um, but yeah, everybody was like, congratulations, this person, you're the next Odin for the fairy server. Um, it's going to be interesting to see what that's like now that they've added the world visit system. Uh, I'm very, the world visit system is kind of a hot mess right now. Um, people are getting hit with cues because it was supposed to prioritize people whose home world that is, but it's not doing that. Um, oh. So it's sometimes like I, I logged into Ferry last night and there was a 29 person queue ahead of me, um, which is for Ferry. That's unusual yeah. to get queues because um, it's, a, it's a moderate sized server. Um, but the, and like Limsa was so packed because you can only do it from like in order to transfer to a different world. You have to uh, go to one of the main city states. So Ulda, Gridania or limsa and you go to the etherite and you go from there 
And so there were like, there's always a lot of people in Limsa, but there were so fucking many. There was like a welcoming yeah. committee, like all these, all oh, this activity was going around. Yeah, people were like standing there with those little baton emotes, you know, the ones that I showed you where you like jump up yeah. and shake the batons. They were doing that like in a line. It was really cute. Um, but like it was so crowded and my, my frame rate just tanked um, going in there because PS4. Um, so they did some emergency maintenance very early this morning, actually, to kind of start fixing that. And they, um, what's funny is that at, while they were doing maintenance for this, they released a news article that was like, help us stress test the servers before Shadowbringers comes out. And basically, the idea was that you they would say, they would release an in-game chat message that's like, the Ixion fate is on this server in this area, go to that server to stress test the servers. And so, you know, it would say like, Ixion, Zalera, go, go do fight win. And you would all go at at once to Zalera to that zone and then participate in the fate and see if it like destroyed the servers. Um, the answer hilarious. is probably yes. So, but now we know we didn't even have to go that far. We just had to start using the world visit system to break the game. Um, so I haven't tried the world visit system yet because I'm a little bit afraid of it. People have been saying that if you get d disconnected while you're trying to load, you're trying to, in the middle of the transfer, you get stuck between worlds and can't load into your character until a GM goes in and fixes it. Like, yeah, I, that's a little bit scary to me. So I haven't done that, but um, I'm still kind of watching it to see how that pans out and how all the all the little kicks get ironed out. There are always going to be growing pains. People are complaining about the marker boards already, but um, that doesn't really bother me. So fun times on oh, the yeah. Final Fantasy also, servers. <laughs> it's fucking hilarious because when we got to Odin, Kay was like, you might want to stay back because this is a level 70 fate and it'll fucking wreck you. And I'm like, you're not wrong. So I was trying to stay out of the way, but of course, like, like he's moving as people are moving and there's big mobs and there are other people clearly trying to just watch too. Um... And we were trying to figure out where to stand. And sometimes I think I was safe. And then he has that weird AOE where it's like you're standing there and it yoinks you in. And I'm yeah. like, aha, I didn't get hit by the yoink. And I'm standing <laughs> right next to him. I'm like, Jesus, free me! <laughs> and then I get hit by lightning and die. And Kay rezzed me a few times. And random people rezzed me, which I thought was funny. Because I was expecting, like, I was just going to wait until yeah. it was over. But What's kind of fun like... about the Odin fate, the Ixion fate, the Foxy Lady fate, and a couple of other like big boss type fate fates, um, is that it's sort of a team effort mm -hmm. and not a competition. So people will like see you lying on the ground and be like, "Oh," and pick you up. Um, yeah. It's really nice, like little little bit of community and togetherness. Yeah, I liked it. <laughs> I even liked that people didn't seem upset that some of us were just like we're just watching. They could probably... I don't know if they can tell what level... I guess if they examine us, they can probably tell what level They could, but there's no time. <laughs> yeah. Also, I'm wearing baby gear, so that's probably... Yeah, also. they probably knew that at least a couple people there were just watching. Because, like, it's not in a private area or anything that's inaccessible to newbies. It's out... It was right outside of Quarry Mill. So it was in yeah. kind of like a big area. Um, I just and he wanted to see... He can appear... Yeah, he can appear anywhere in the Shroud, too. That yeah. was actually, the reason why I was like, maybe it's not Odin, is because the first couple of times I fought Odin, 
Um, he's been in, I think, the North Shroud in kind of an, in an area that's a little bit harder to access. So I was like, maybe it's not, but then I, I knew, of course, it was him. And come to think of it, I have fought Odin in that specific location, like, at least once before. So he'll appear anywhere in the Shroud, but it's always the Shroud. Um, but, yeah, it was... It was a time, just like, like, Odin's here, I must go. My people need me. And then I was like, Odin? It's like, just someone's like, Beyonce is in the South Shroud! <laughs> Odin also has a, um, a boss fight, like a proper one instance yeah. that uh, you and I can do sometime, but you have to be at least level 50. I would recommend level 70, but you can be level 50 and do it. Yeah. Is this like when we went to Canehurst and got spanked real hard because we were well, way under leveled for that? No, Odin Odin is a level fifty primal. Yeah, but he was at the time that the Earth's Fount um, boss fight was released. It was essentially savage content. It's just not called Odin Extreme in the guide. It's just called Earth's Fount. So, um, like, it's really difficult. Um, at level, but when you're level 70 and you're doing it unsynced, you just stomp him. Um, that's how I did it the first time, actually, is that my, my buddy came in with me, and he was level 70, um, and I was a little level 50 baby black mage, and he just stomped the boss and kept me alive. <laughs> it's just so, a big him. Yeah. I did it again recently with, like, four level 70 people and we just we just wrecked him and it was like 30 seconds and we're like all right good work team see you next time <laughs> you just it's like just putting him in a headlock and you're like shh sleep <laughs> cry uncle <laughs> but yeah i guess that's my pre-salt um you know this this week has been uneventful for a lot of reasons um so I'll just talk about some kind of boring stuff. Uh, I started watching JoJo again because my friend is graciously letting me use her Crunchyroll account. Um, and I was like, you know, I might as well finish JoJo uh, because another friend is talking to me about it. And I'm like, I might as well. I have It's accessible. Uh, it's a fucking wild ride. So I'm still on Stardust Crusaders. And I fucking love the i there's so much it's definitely um a product of its times there's oh, like yeah. some serious sexism going on parts where the dad is just like weird with his daughter and his daughter is weird with her son and then that one guy is like i want to fuck your mom so i'll help you save her because if i was ever gonna marry a woman it would be your mom essentially she's and already like, married <laughs> <laughs> I'm just like, this is a wild fucking time. And I'm like, Jojo, you just gonna take the guy who called your mama MILF with you on your Egypt road trip? Okay. I also love when they introduce um, Dio, and they're like, no homo, but he's the most beautiful man I've ever seen. Like, that <laughs> is literally what happens. He's like, he's, his beautiful- I met like, Dio in Egypt, and he was hot. Yeah, that's what I said, K. Like, yeah. Because <laughs> it's like, he's like, he had- 
beautiful golden hair. His alabaster skin was glimmering in the moonlight. He had a surprising sensuality, and I couldn't believe it was not human or something like that. Yeah, no, it was like I was hard to believe he was a man, and I'm just like I'm so confused. What is going on? Um, I was I don't know what I expected, but it wasn't that because I had just been spending time with the hyper masculinity and like the school nurse getting fucking wrecked and then her titties falling out of her shirt. So. I, I'm so confused by the tone of the show. Um, I also have no idea what to expect because 99.9% of my uh, knowledge about JoJo comes from shit posting and Yeah, and what's the shit post and what's the spoiler? It's impossible yeah. to know. Yeah, <laughs> so like, I so I watched season one, to be clear. I did watch season one. I'm just, I just blocked it from my mind mostly. But There's it lots was, to talk about. Yeah, um... And so, I, I like, it's good to know, though, because I get to know, like, oh, right, Dio is a vampire, which was kind of important, because um, otherwise I'd be like, why is he still here? You get to um, listen to the high-pass Pillar Man theme. Oh, yeah. It, you know, there's a, there's some, there are some things that I enjoy about the first season, but this is, this is really where the crazy bullshit starts. Like, there's just so much going on. But yeah, 99.9% of what I know is from shitposting and fan artists who love drawing big bara dudes getting jerked off by their stands. So I have no <laughs> real knowledge <laughs> um, of fucking uh, JoJo, except for this, um, which so far seems to just basically be JoJo. Um it's it's like one giant shit post where you can't tell if anything's real and I'm laughing like nonstop and I'm sure I'm not supposed to be laughing at some of this stuff like some of the stuff like when his stand just straight up draws a fly because he's like I see something in the background of this photo of Dio enhance and he's like my stand has super precise vision and he's like oh he's gonna draw it and they're all standing around and he just draws this fly and I'm just like losing my mind and they're like a fly. <laughs> Um, so I'm sure that was supposed to be funny, but there was other stuff that I know is supposed to be dramatic, but I just started laughing, and I'm like, God, this show is entertaining for the wrong reasons. But it's, like, all the stuff I actually enjoy about, like, the most out anime of anime stuff. Um, I also kind of like how the grandpa is in, like, because this first part takes place in Japan, um, even though they're going to Egypt. Uh, but, like, he's in Japan complaining about Japan, but, like, it, like the one of my favorite parts is that he's like, the rooms are too small! And then <laughs> there's, like, a tea ceremony. He's like, tea is disgusting. Instant coffee is better. And then he, like, drinks the instant coffee, and he's like, this is disgusting. Japanese coffee is disgusting. And then the other guy is like, um, that's American coffee. And I just... <laughs> I'm just like, yes, roast him. Um, but yeah, this is a fucking wild ride. And I, I'm glad I'm on it, though. Like, I get really angry sometimes about this just straight up weird sexism. But then other times I'm like, but the show just like, it just goes balls I mean, to the wall shit post. It's and anime I'm, and it's an old anime. And, you know, yeah. you have to take the good with the bad sometimes. Yeah, um, I mean, it's weird, though. It's Oh, sorry. I said it's an old anime, but it's actually not an old anime. It's just based off a very old property. <laughs> yes. Um, the the one thing that is, like, super, like, interesting to me, though, is that over time, 
people be talking out there? Over time, it went from being like this super like hyper bara art to whatever the fuck it is now. Because I've yeah. seen the new seasons, and I'm into it. I'm into the I'm into the full like sailor. Like I don't know what's going on. This guy's got jingle bells on. I'm into it, man. I've leaned full into it. Um, I just don't know how that evolution happened, or why, or when, or like it. It happened pretty gradually, actually. Just because like, even like 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 Josuke in season four is season four part four is pretty like beefy, but more slender and then they get on get into the passione boys that are like very very slender and then it just kind of devolved from there the next season after that was women and then they went back to boys but they were all very very like twinkie and it just stayed i just i'm really loving this aesthetic of like i can't tell some of the later ones i don't know which ones are boys and which ones are girls and you should know everyone that that's my favorite aesthetic um for Oh, that makes a lot of sense. Calls myself out. <laughs> Whoops. Um, but yeah, so, but like, I, I still want to see, I mean, this is classic JoJo right here. I'm I'm experiencing the memes live for the first time. Um, I'm excited. My other friend sent me this scene from the manga that's actually from the first, the first season arc of the manga. Um, where Jack the Ripper just punches himself out of a horse head. And he's like, was this in the anime? Because he hasn't watched the anime. He's only read the manga. And I'm like, I don't remember this. But to be honest, like, it could have happened in my brain just, like, yeah, shut it same. off. Yeah, <laughs> same. Like, there's so much happens that I'm just like, I don't remember. I just remember the stuff that made me feel weird. But I don't remember, like, like the violent stuff isn't even the worst part about the show. Um but i'm i'm excited to continue the reason i started watching jojo is because i finished season 2 of mob psycho um as you guys can probably tell from all the fan art i'm making um but season 2 was crazy good i can't spoil anything but i cried at the end like a loser um not hard but there were i was definitely like my face was straight but water was exiting my eyeballs you know um and so I definitely, uh, I still recommend it. I think I waxed poetic about it before, but yeah, super good. Art is super good. Um, I don't, I don't know what else to say about it except for like, it's also one of those shows that makes me laugh a lot. Uh, but it's, it's intentional. The soundtrack is also Bala too. If you ever fellow artists out there who like to draw or writers, I like the soundtrack for both of those things. Um, and my last, my last piece of pre-salt, since I, like, as I said, I'm pretty boring this, uh, this week, um, is why won't you love long Furbies the way I love long Furbies? <laughs> I, Kay does, Kay understands I me. love long Furbies. Like, I, I was like, what if I just, like, made long Furby charms? I'm like, no I would, would buy, buy a long Furby charm. I, I, I just really want one for myself. Maybe that's why I And I like, know at least one other person that would absolutely buy a, a long Furby charm. I was just like, and so I designed these long Furby charms and I sent them to my other friends in the chat. And one of my friends was just like, I hate this. It's cursed. And I was like, <laughs> no, it's not. It's so cute. Of all the Furby mods, the long Furby is the least cursed of all of them. The most like, cursed is the one with the doll arms. Oh yeah, that is that is hyper. The one that Jake used for our uh, 
dark internet rituals episode cover art. Yeah, I just, I really like it. I, I'm like, I want a long Furby. And then I, I was just like, it. I just drew it like curled up like a snake. It was so cute. Um, so yeah, I do love, I do love me some long Furbies. Uh, and I just was super sad that people weren't as enthusiastic about my long Furbies as me. It'd be cute if the like charms were also glittery. I just want people yeah. to... And also, I really just want someone to have a long Furby on their bag, and then they're, like, out at the store or something, and they have this long Furby on their bag, and someone's, like, standing behind them, and they see this long Furby, and it stares at them with its dead, beautiful eyes, and, like, they're just like, what the... F- what the fuck? What... I'll what buy one. I'll <laughs> do it. Thank you. Thank you. The support <laughs> I truly need for my long Furbies. What um, would be cute is if I... I don't know, like what options you would have for the glittery ones, but if they were, like, star glitter, that would be cute. That would be super cute. Uh, I love long Furbies. Uh, And if you guys don't know what long Furbies are, I highly recommend you Google them. They will make your life better, unless you You hate them. You found that weird long Furby Instagram account. (laughs) (laughs) My friend set one picture from it, and was like, this is terrible. And I was like, I love long Furbies. And then I clicked on the Instagram and it was super weird. It's like... It's yeah, like- no, I, cl- I clicked on it first and I was looking at the account and there's like weird... Of course, there's the pictures, but then there's like meme videos that they've recreated with these long Furbies. And I was like, why is this account so weird? And so you were like, oh God, it is weird. Well, I think I think what it is is it's like hipster, like Instagram influencer style stuff. But with long Furbies. It's weird as shit. I I hate it, but I also love it. Like that one really creepy one with the Furby next to the record player with the cast shadow in the background. I it want, looks cursed. That I, one's cursed. <laughs> I feel like it would make such a good fucking wonderful horror movie poster. Like It'd make really good like album art. Al- that, oh my god. If I had an album, it would be that cursed photo. For a Furby lo-fi photo. vaporwave album. <laughs> Welcome to my lo-fi vaporwave my vaporwave album called dark internet rituals and like (laughs) it's just the picture but the actual title of it is only on like the spine or written like next to you where you could download it it's not like on the cover the cover is literally just that photo and nothing else (laughs) i um i sent it to my friend as soon as i got it from you and now we might be making a long furby if i can remember to ask my mom if she kept my my childhood Furby. Um, they're not actually that expensive, but it would save me about fifty bucks if I had my old Furby. <laughs> your old your old Furby. Um, Furby. Yeah, they're terrifying. I love them. They're so cute. And they're then cute. but then you take this. The, I yeah, I just love them being long. They're like extended. It reminds me of like when cats lay down and suddenly they long. Yes. Um, yeah, I was I was I was spamming K this morning. With my cat. I'm so sorry. But she was in my room and I thought I'd share. Never apologize for sharing cat pictures. <laughs> like, she, she she opened up. She was making biscuits and she opened up her hand. And my brain just played that Seth Everman like sound meme where it's like, you're in danger. <laughs> <laughs> She's um, got such long claws. She does. And we've like, we don't trim them all the way down. We sometimes just clip the very ends because um, we don't want to hurt her little 
her little yeah, I, soft that's, bits. Yeah, I, I don't trim that far down either for Harvey's back claws, because I, like, I, I need them to not stab me or yeah. her, but I also, like, don't want to cut the quick. Yeah. So, I just um, trim the ends. But we haven't trimmed them in a really long time, and so she's just got these like danger claws and I know exactly what they feel like because she likes to put them into me at random times she (laughs) likes to she likes to roll onto her back and like let me pet her and then randomly for no reason just grab me and slice me to ribbons and then let me go and then I'm like why would you do this thing that you did because when cats roll on their back it means they want to wrestle they want to wrestle because that's how they play with their kittens she but the, the weird thing is is that she like Sometimes she wrestles and sometimes she doesn't. And there's no, no, there's no, it's Russian roulette every time I go to pet my cat. Um, but she does, you know, for all the terrible things my cat does, she lets me pick her up and hold her. And, and bounce her, her like a baby. Yeah, she likes when I bounce her like a baby. Sometimes she'll just stand outside my door and cry. And I'm like, okay. okay. So I open the door and like pick her up and just bounce her like a little baby. And she loves it. She and then she calms down and she's ready to go. She goes to leave. She leaves me there so that she can get food. Um, <laughs> but uh, I—that's my pre-salt. Sorry, I got sidetracked by cats, but it's okay because I didn't have much pre-salt anyway. Okay, let's move into the salt. spending so many hours playing the gold saucer um the outpouring of salt that i saw while i was there in the gold saucer people people were really upset that the regalia was a gold saucer prize um i think a lot of people kind of avoid the gold saucer i definitely do i find it a little bit overwhelming to be honest super um there's loud that loud music playing and there's lots of lights and colors and there's usually even when there's not an event going on there's usually quite a few people there especially at peak hours and it's just kind of a lot at once so i don't really go in there very often um maybe just a few minutes here or there so i already had like forty-five thousand uh mgp at this time but i had to get two hundred twenty thousand. so i was there for quite a while and in the shout chat pretty much continuously somebody was really really angry that they were there and like honestly, big same. But <laughs> I was quiet about it because I was like, "All right, well, I mean, at least it wasn't gated behind like um, an EX primal that I'm going to have a much harder time with. That I have to coordinate a group to do. I can just go and grind this out a little bit at a time by myself and not have to worry about that. And it's not like it also wasn't gill. It's much harder to earn gill than than MGP." So I was worried that it was going to be like a really expensive item. And it also isn't like $50 on the Mog Station. So there's that too. That's really yeah. nice. Um, you can you can go in game and get it. So And and by the way, the, the event ends at the end of May, I believe. So they gave us a pretty generous amount of time to get this done too. As long as you were already at level 50. The people that were bummed out because they're not at level 50 and they have to get to level 50 and do this quest and grind... MGP. I'm pretty sympathetic to them. That's a lot. Um, but yeah. they were not nearly as butthurt as the people that had all the means and just didn't want to do it. So 
Um, there was one, there's a, there's a fate called our gate. It's called, um, any way the wind blows. And basically it, I like this one because it's low, low effort, low risk, high reward. Um, you basically get teleported onto this platform. You have to just pick a spot to stand in and people have like mathematically mapped out the spaces that are statistically least likely to get blown off the platform. So you go and you find your spot and you hope that Typhon doesn't sneeze on you and blow you off the platform. And like I said, there are these hot spots that are like, you're statistically least likely. You, you can still get hit if you're in these spots, but you're least likely to get knocked off the platform if you're standing in these specific areas. And people stack up there because they know. So you just go for the big blobs of people. It's easy. Yeah. And if you lose, you wasted basically no time because the gate only lasts like two minutes anyway. Um, and if you win, you get like 8,000 MGP for no effort. You're literally just standing there. So yeah. it's awesome. But this one guy got knocked off the platform in the first go and immediately started shout chatting about how it was a bunch of bullshit. Like he was so angry that he got knocked off this platform. I'm like, bro, it's on the game. Why do you have to be mad? <laughs> like, <laughs> Just go, go play triple triad until the next one starts. You're fine. Um, that I forgot to talk about this in Breezalt. I guess it kind of fits here too. Um, there is a challenge log associated with the gold saucer, as with most things. And so I went to try and get those done. One, some of them are easy. It's like play five different mini games, play five different gates, um, win several different mini games, um, play so many games of tri triple triad, win so many games of triple triad. But the one at the bottom was play two player ranked matches of Mahjong. I have never played Mahjong. I played a, a practice match against AI. I did not understand Mahjong. And I'm just like, it didn't say I had to win them. So I loaded into the first game. Um, I had hints turned on, and I was just following the hints. I won. <laughs> there was a, there was like a new player in there that was complaining. He's like, I really don't understand this game. It's so complicated. Um, there was one player that was like kind of figuring it out. And there was another player that was like, like knew what he was doing and was trying to explain it to this new person. And this new person's like, Raze, you, you're doing really well. Like, do you understand this? You seem to know what you're doing. And I was like sweating because I'm like, do I admit that I have, that I have hints turned on and that my success is not my own? Or do I lie and say that I'm, or do I half lie, I guess, because I was getting lucky. Do I half lie and say, no, I'm just getting lucky. Um, so I ended up just saying, like, it's a clever ruse. I have no idea what's going on. Um, but, but I won. I learned nothing. And I won. And then I woke up my second match. And I won again. And I didn't just win the second match. I win one with a significant margin a typical game of dome and mahjong lasts like eight hands we ended in four because one person went in the negative and i had like thirty thousand points as opposed to everybody else's ten thousand i beat the pants off my competition <laughs> and i still don't understand mahjong i just really love i don't i didn't learn a thing but i won <laughs> yeah like okay i'll take it whatever i'm never gonna play mahjong again um it was, there was actually a point in the second match 
where like I was, I had a significant point lead and, um, someone asked like, raise, do you know what you're doing? And I was like, no. And one, like a rank 1000, like master Mahjong player was like, you're getting really lucky then. And I was like, yeah, I am. <laughs> I'm getting so lucky. <laughs> I just, hold on. What the hell? The rules of Mahjong. The masters yeah, it's of not, traditional games. Yeah, my, my friend was complaining. She's like, they couldn't just use, like, traditional Chinese Mahjong. They had to use the fucked up Japanese one that has extra rules and is super confusing. Like, um, it's, it's, it's a lot. It, I don't, I know that you win if you call, um, Richie or, um, Another one that I don't remember the term for. It's, I don't know. I don't understand Mahjong. There's a lot of terms that I don't understand. Someone was like, have you ever played gin rummy? Because it's kind of the same thing. Guess what? I've never played gin rummy. So, no. <laughs> I, wow. There's a lot going on. There's a lot. And it lasts, like, it's pretty typical for a Mahjong match in Final Fantasy XIV to last over an hour. No. So, they just me be like, no. Yeah, it it really wasn't worth it, but I did it, so whatever. <laughs> um, after I was free from the gold saucer and I had my car and my haircut, I um, finished the Alpha Escape series of um, series of uh, raids. I'm sorry, I just got distracted by Discord, but yeah, um, we got some so important salt. <laughs> sorry. Yes. Um, could you add that to the doc so yeah. I don't forget about it? Um, so I, I just had the Alpha Escape series to do. So I went in with some of my friends, um, and it the first two went okay. Um, the first one is Chaos, I think, and that one's pretty easy. The second one is Midgard Stormer. That one's a little tougher, um, and it has to you have to know what his spinning means. It's basically if he spins like horizontally in a circle twice he's going to do a big uh outward aoe so you have to get away from him but if he spins horizontally once and vertically once that means he's going to do something where you have to get really close to him and the aoe marker doesn't appear until it's too late so you have to start doing this like as soon as he starts spinning um if he spins vertically twice you have to get to the corners it's all complicated um but all of a sudden, like, while we're doing these two, one of my friends is like, okay, I'll do these first two, but I'm going to dip for the third one, because fuck that larboard starboard bullshit. And I was like, what? Larboard starboard? <laughs> yeah. I'm sure and, I'm about to find out. Yeah, they did eventually decide to stick around, so thank you. But um, basically, there's a... The third boss of Alpha Escape has a larboard cannon and a starboard cannon, and whatever he like says, you have to do go to the opposite. So if it says starboard cannon, you have to like go to larboard. It's it's just like a ship. Unfortunately, I have never known what larboard and starboard mean, so uh, most other people probably didn't either. And still don't. And so, but like, yeah, it's always interesting when you're going into a raid and your friends like, do you know what larboard and starboard mean? I was like, no, what? Yeah. Um, this is a meme that I've been aware of for a while because, uh, like I, I experienced some of these memes out of context. Like I, I talked a while back about when I was, um, doing Sophia EX for the first time. And my friend was talking about, was explaining like all the like stuff with the odd number, even number, blah, blah, blah. And I was like, 
is this the one that makes that people are always complaining about when they say, I can't believe this game made me do math. And he was like, no, that's a different one. And I found out what that boss was like three weeks later. Um, this, this is another one where I was like, ah, that's what all those memes were for. Yeah. I, it's, it's really complicated. And I still like, I mean, I just completely failed to explain the mechanics cause I don't understand it. Um, then after that it's alpha, which is, yeah, she's not so tough. Um, but I got through that, and then there's some really good gear you can get with parts that you can farm from AlphaScape. Um, so I went back into AlphaScapes 1 and 2 to get those parts, and I am cursed to make bad rolls every day, all day. I must have fought Midgard Stormer half a dozen times or more, and just never got a damn thing from him and i got like one whole thing from chaos after fighting him a dozen times too and it just <laughs> and the like chaos is a little bit easier to get through but there's some parts that you can only get from midgard stormer so of course i was also um fighting midgard stormer quite a bit and that one's the tougher one mechanic wise because of the whole spinning mechanic i just talked about yeah. Um, on the plus side, I feel like I really have those fights down and could do them in my sleep. So at least there's that. <laughs> um, but the final thing I had to talk about is, uh, Count Sidolphus Orlando, the destroyer of runs. Um, I've noticed something about the Orban monastery, which is that if it goes smoothly, it goes smoothly. But if it's going to go sideways, it's going to go sideways at Sid the Thunder God, like almost 100% of the time. It's a mechanic-heavy fight. Uh, he's a tough fight. It's it's always him. He's the destroyer of runs. How and far so last in time, is that? That's the third boss. Oh, no, I mean, like, how far is in is that? Is that an optional dungeon, or is that a... It is a, it is a level 70, 24-man raid. It's the most recent one. Oh, so okay. it's, it's way far in. <laughs> I'm free. <laughs> The fear, it's, this is not going to affect you. No fear. Well, I would recommend doing it because it's a lot of fun, but um, if it goes well. But uh, also by the time you get to it, it's going to be out of date by a couple of patches. So, um, <laughs> the, uh, There's nothing to be ashamed of. You just started. But um, yeah, I like Orban Monastery, but this was really frustrating. Basically last night, uh, one of my Lingshell friends was like, I have some spaces open. We're going to Orban Monastery. Who wants to go? And so I said, me. And another friend was like, me. And so we joined in. And it turns out um, she was running it with her free company. So there was a couple people there that I didn't really know. Uh, and we had a full party. So I'm like, all right, cool. Um, we load in. And the first two bosses go fine. They usually do. Um, I think I've wiped to Agrius once. And I've, I don't think I've ever like did a full party wipe to... Mustachio, or as my friend likes to call him, Mustachio Banana. Mustachio um, Banana. Mustachio Banana. But Agrias usually goes pretty smoothly. But then we get to Sid. And um, that's where we all fell apart. My friend that invited me later apologized because, as she said, one of our scholars who was in a free company was slacking to the point where it slowed us down enough that we were consistently failing the DPS check. But I know for a fact that the entire raid was not her fault because 
there's no way that the other raids, the other alliances couldn't have picked up our slack if it was really just one person. Um, It sounds like based on what I could see in the shout chat, um, that Alliance A was incredibly dysfunctional. So they were falling apart at the seams all the time. And also Alliance C was constantly dead and constantly suffering from rage quitters. So the end result for this is that we were consistently failing the DPS check. Um, Orban Monastery does not grant the echo. So after you die, so you're, you never get like a buff to help you help you clear it. Cause it's recent. Um, so that's not fun. And the end result is that we wiped five times to count Sidolphus before we were like, yeah, fuck this and voted abandon. It's the only time I voted yes to a vote abandon and a duty. But I was like, I need to go to sleep sometime this century. And, uh, <laughs> This isn't fun anymore, so I'm just gonna I'm just gonna go. Um, it was it was real bad. That's the worst run of the Orban Monastery I have ever had. I had, and like I said, it always goes sideways at Sid, but I, we eventually cleared him. <laughs> like, yeah. what the fuck? <laughs> but oh man, my friend was a lot saltier about it than I was. I was just like, I'm tired. I'm good night. <laughs> yeah. Good night. I- I, I take was, a nap right here. <laughs> <laughs> I I was updating um, Final Fantasy and uh, and something else yesterday, and I had my um, I had my PS4 on for a while, and I look over and it's like so and so is now playing, and it was you, and I was <laughs> like, um, "What are you doing awake? What are you doing in this chilies?" <laughs> I was only online until like nine thirty. Still, <laughs> still. That's not a weird time for me to be awake. You're, yeah, uh, you're, you sleep like a normal human most of the time. No, I don't. Unlike me, I have, I pretend to go to sleep at a normal time and then I lay awake perhaps <laughs> for several hours. <laughs> it's all been a ruse. <laughs> no, my sleep schedule is mega fucked up. I just try to to have some semblance of a normal sleep schedule, but I, I think I, I think I logged off at like nine forty five or something that night. And I, I signed up for that Orban run at 9 p.m., like just before 9 p.m. And I'm like, yeah, this will take like 20 minutes and then I'll just go to bed. You yeah, fool. You fool. <laughs> <laughs> um, yeah, that's that's my salt. I love how my salt here just says ear in all caps with an exclamation point. Because on Saturday night, I got done playing Final Fantasy with Kay, and my ear was suddenly aflame with pain. I don't know how to explain to you the level of pain in which I experienced. It well, you thought like, you had an ear infection, and probably I most I people had have an experienced ear an, an ear infection. Like, that fucking sucks. Yeah. <laughs> and, like, it was that... It was shooting down um, my neck and into my jaw and the side of my face... I think because there's there was multiple stuff going on. She thinks that the tubes behind my nose um, were clogged. And then on top of that, she said my eardrum looked okay and that there wasn't really an infection, but there was blood inside my ear and that I should try to get rid of it with taking the wax out. Um, and then later, I also found a giant cyst on my tragus, on the inside of my tragus. So that makes sense about, like, why when I talked, like, it was pulling there, and then it was, like, probably hitting nerves, because there's a lot of nerves right there where my jaw meets my ear, um, 
and just causing like these shooting pains and like so I've been living off of ibuprofen my ear is not um my ear is not happy I would talk more about the other fun stuff that happened with my ear but like this is a podcast where people have to listen and um (laughs) I don't want you to be disgusted uh I it's like one of those things that was like disgusting but deeply satisfying at the same time um as as some things are uh but yeah my ear is fucked up lads and so I'm wearing headphones right now but I even told Kay I was like we gotta we gotta get through this podcast because I don't know how long I can wear headphones for over this year haven't been able to watch my nightly ASMR um to relax and like I'm fucking feeling it I'm not relaxed um I'm doing my best but I just I I it gets, I already have a hard time sleeping, so then when I have pain that prevents me from sleeping, I get really upset. <laughs> um, because I'm like, listen, I need those few precious hours of sleep. Um, but yeah, ear pain, which is, it's just annoying, because I just had that thing with my hand twice, and so I'm just like, why do I keep getting weird things in my skin? I'm frustrated. Uh, um, but that, that's all ear um, and then I just wanted to talk about real quick, um, I don't even, because, because people are so serious about spoilers, I, I don't want to say too much, but what I will say is that, um, I have been given a warning as someone who, uh, has had issues with, like, eating disorder stuff, um, that a- Avengers Endgame has a character where the butt of their joke is about them gaining weight because they were coping with, I mean, I don't know if I'm going to ruin Infinity War for you, but uh, Thanos snapped and destroyed half the population. Um, So a character is dealing with that, and they gained weight, and it became, like, a huge joke. But it was, like, not only is it just, like, a fat joke, but it's also a joke about that character's anxiety and PTSD and, like, how it emasculates them um and that's really frustrating because it's fucking 2019 and i feel like we could like write better jokes that are actually funny um and it's really like for people like me like sitting in a crowded theater with a bunch of people laughing is a possible is a possible you know trigger for me so i just wanted to mention it in case anybody else has um those kinds of issues and might think differently or maybe want to see it when like in a theater that's also crowded or something like that you know um but I just I I hate fat jokes to begin with because I don't think they're funny um but like on top of that I don't think like in this world where we already present an atmosphere for young men that they can't share their emotions to make fun of something like that is really and using superheroes to do it and like like, I drag these movies, but these movies aren't necessarily for adults. They're for young people. Like, the biggest demographic is probably children and then, like, nerds after that. Um, and then people who just want to see huge, like, blockbusters. And I just, like, as much as I want there to be positive role models for, like, young ladies in movies, I want that there to be, like, those safe spaces for young men, too, growing up who might deal with issues. And so I just don't care for that kind of representation in films that are mostly geared towards young people 
And also, I just, like, like, part of me is, like, I know people are going to be, like, oh, Jesse, you special snowflake. And I'm just going to be, like, yeah, I have basic human empathy. Would you like to borrow some? Um, so, yeah, I just, I just thought I'd warn people, but also talk about how much I hate that. Also, the movie's fucking three hours long. You couldn't just, like, Jesus, like... waste my fucking time with this shit. Like, you gotta waste my time with fat jokes when you're already in a three hour long ass fucking movie. Um, I ripped my bladder. Yeah, I could have had an intermission. I love, I love that one, um, post somebody made when they first were like, Avengers endgame will be three hours long and someone like you like cut and paste the avengers like logo font to say i have to pee (laughs) (laughs) yeah i always make you think of lord of the rings because like the last lord of the rings movie like it needs all of those endings to feel whole however i have to fucking piss so bad by the end of that movie and like Especially since it keeps giving you, like, false endings where it's like, yeah. oh, it's over. Oh, no, here it's it's still ending. It's still ending. You thought it was over? You fool. It's me. Another ending. Um, <laughs> yeah, so I just, three hours, like, I could have lived without the fat jokes, I'm going to be honest. And to, like, put an actor in a fat suit and do the whole, like, I'm just like, I don't, I don't care for this. Um, yeah, that's, I mean, it's not the worst offense ever. I just think it's like 2019 and you could write better jokes um so i think that i think that's pretty much it for my salt this week except for the vader comic which i don't know how much i want to talk about that but did did (laughs) you i've not heard anything about this okay so um hold on i have to i have to pull up the name of this particular issue um let me, let me let me get it. Um, I apologize for my um actually, you know who tweeted about this? She'll know. Um yeah, yeah, it's funny how you're like I can get this. Okay, so it's um Vader Dark Visions number 3. This is a wild time. You guys ready to go on a journey? Um <laughs> so this particular uh, this particular comic happens to be about um, I think she's a doctor, like a med. I'm not exactly sure what her role is, but you can. She's actually, you know what? Now that I know the name, this. I'm sorry. It's just like a. Uh, oh fucking hell! Star Wars goes Fifty Shades. I'm gonna lose. My I'm gonna die. <laughs> um. So I I think it's important to um mention a woman who works aboard a star destroyer loves vader more than anything else i'm Um, gonna die (laughs) yeah so i feel like uh i feel like i should mention that the in this entire thing was written and illustrated by men um the only woman who was involved was one woman who did a variant cover and it shows um (laughs) (laughs) so it is about uh, this one girl on a Star Destroyer who, um, is, like, creepily obsessed with Vader. Like, super obsessed. But it has the undertones of being a commentary on fangirls. But in the worst way possible. So, like, yeah. So, she, she, like, she just collects artifacts that are, like, she collects his junk. And, like, 
like there's a part where she's like dancing with his cape and there's a part where she takes off his mask and it's like because she's having these like delusions you know um there's a part where she takes off his mask and he's like you know he looks like vader underneath and it's very like i'm not scared of him um very much like what the monster wished christine would have felt really when she saw his face and like you know she has this fantasy of like um kissing kissing her or she kiss like her kissing him and then like this guy takes her stuff from her so she becomes like a powerful like I guess she becomes a Sith herself in revenge. I don't know if this is still part of her fantasy, but then in the end, she ends up getting killed by Vader. Um, rip. Rip. So that happened. And there's so much, because there's, like, so much implied. I, like, it doesn't sound bad, but I... It does sound bad, actually. It sounds extremely bad. It sounds extremely bad, but it's, like... (laughs) The added layer of it (laughs) is that it's definitely a commentary on fangirls, um, written by men <laughs> who probably have never actually experienced fangirls because remember they don't think men, t- like, pen, pen, men like to talk a lot of shit about fangirls but I it's usually men who have the big screaming meltdowns about this stuff oh so yeah really, absolutely who's the crazy one uh, yeah no and also like how can you possibly write about fangirls because there are no fangirls because all girls are not Fake nerds geek girls TM. Fake geek girls tm um, yeah, no, it was fucking wild. I, and, like, I just, I, I mean, like, I don't know what I, I, I don't expect high quality anything from Star Wars as a franchise, let's be honest, that I went there, the whole fucking franchise, come at me, Scrub Lords, I'm fucking ripped. Um, I, I, I still live in my true honor about the person who is, like, Jesse is wrong about Empire, and I will fight to the, I, I don't think that it's wrong for you to love that movie. I just think it's weird that people die on a hill about that being the best Star Wars movie when it clearly suffers from, like, middle of a trilogy syndrome. But whatever. Um, like, I just, I have, I have, like, you know, opinions about Star Wars, (laughs) but, like, at the end of the day, it's a movie about space wizards. So, I don't expect that much from it. But I just, I get tired, you know? To... I think everybody Aren't just gets tired. Aren't you tired of being nice? Don't you just want to go ape want shit? Ape shit? Yeah. <laughs> like, I get so fucking sick of it. I'm just like, what the fuck? One of the people um, who was tweeting about it was like, right, she collects paraphernalia from um, Darth Vader, which I guess is only cool when men do it. And then there's a picture of Kylo Ren with uh, the Vader helmet. <laughs> like, I I don't really understand the, like, the mentality that's going on. I, I'm not saying these are terrible people, but bad decisions were made in the writing of this. Um, yeah, I just, again, it's 2019 and we're still writing this shit and I just have so many goddamn questions. Like, I think, too, it's a misunderstanding of, like, how people feel about villains or like the trend of like women loving to fuck monsters like the idea of like people wanting to fuck monsters and like i don't know what they think it's about like they think it's mostly about the depravity 
but they're lacking a whole understanding of what monsters have represented in culture for years in film that is like a like a necessity for the integral understanding of why people want to fuck monsters. And so like Lindsay has a really good video about this. Oh yeah, she does. Um and like it's also something I just like experienced as a queer person intimately just knowing it naturally. You know what I'm saying? I'm sure there's a lot of people who know exactly what I mean. Like I I never thought about it. Lindsay Ellis spells it out really well in her video essay. Um, and I think in a way that helps, like, bring the subject, um, to words for maybe people who have never felt that specific feeling, but, like, I think a lot of people do know that feeling and do understand how this evolution happened in a way that's not necessarily put into words, but a way that you know through feeling, um, but a a lot of, a lot of people don't understand it, and stuff like this happens instead, um, the the video in question, by the way, is called My Monster Boyfriend. Yeah, it's, it's pretty damn good. It's real good. good. Yeah, especially since, you know, like, we all joked about fucking fish, but, like, that, that movie does a really good job to put it, like, in very plain terms what the monster fucking, like, phenomenon is about. Um, yeah, and I what the monster think... represents, and, yeah. Yeah. Um, and I feel like... I feel like a lot of times too, like on the other, on the other side of that, like people identify a lot too with the stuff that's coded into villains, um, which is unfortunate because a lot of times that stuff that's coded into villains, stuff that's just part of like other people's everyday lives. And it becomes this struggle of like, I relate to this like villain because like, not because of all the shitty stuff they did that's terrible and you don't condone it, but there's aspects of them that you understand because like for in like in my case this villain's this such and such villain is queer queer coded and like I recognize that and identify with that and like I so I love that villain but then on the other hand I'm really I'm pissed as hell about the fact that the character that I have to identify with is the villain so there's a lot of like <sighs> delicate balance information that's just lost like the nuance is just gone um and i think sometimes when people who are outside write about stuff that they don't really know about intrinsically it can either be like a way for them to learn or it can be a way for them to make some fan of something they don't understand um and so i think this just became the other one like this became a, a way to like make fun of something that they don't really understand and like just like a history of like women with hysteria is just fucking wild to me and presented in this format with vader who at that point like i don't know why anybody would be in love with vader because he's just like i mean does he really say much like in the probably entire- not <laughs> that person I mean, like, you could probably fuck a droid and it would be the same experience, <laughs> let's be honest. Like, you, I, I, he doesn't do anything. Most people don't even really... Someone 
fucking every Vader fan is gonna fucking pick me up and throw me into the sun. Listen, listen, I love Vader as much as the next person, even though he's supposed to be, like, this great warrior, and then he just fucking chucks his lightsaber at his son. (laughs) I think about it all the time. He's like, I am, yes, I am very powerful. I choke somebody over Skype. Um, but also, I'm fighting my son, Yeet! Um... (laughs) So just, you know, keep that in mind. Um, but yeah, it's, it's just wild. I, I just I just was reading about that today. I thought I'd add it since I didn't have very much salt. Um, but that is my that is my salt for this evening. <laughs> All right. Well, let's move into the imported salt. Um, our first salt is from Dex at Dark Souls 2. Um, that's his name. His username is at 99dexterity. Hey there, y'all. Started playing Final Fantasy XIV, and it's great. Running as a pugilist, and damn, it's super fun. Now for salt. I've been queued for up for Sestasha four different times for about 15 minutes at a time, and nobody else has joined. I don't know if it's a matter of the server I'm in, Diablo, since they were offering bonus XP, but damn, y'all, DPS queues suck. Active update people have joined, and we must just need a tank. Uh, second update we did it was a super good time and I got a player accommodation which was nice and surprising since I fucked up my rotation a few times but woo uh, your first mistake was queuing up multiple times you need to be patient it's yeah. it's not your server because it's it's data center wide It DPS queues are just long I've waited 45 minutes to get into stuff before I think I waited 45 minutes to get into the final steps of faith and heaven's word like you just you can't just keep requeuing because then that puts you back at the back of the line so just just be patient man just be patient. Yeah. Or play a tank. Or, you know, become a healer <laughs> or a tank. And when you could become tank, suddenly you're just that gif of the math lady. Or I, that's me all the time. You when know Dusty what I and I queue feel... up together as healer and tank, we always get into dungeons pretty much immediately. Yeah. Actually, I feel the most powerful when we queue up as healer and tank. Because <laughs> Kay tells me when I'm fucking up, um, which is nice. But then also, like, we, a lot of the time, we're just like, what are they doing? What, what are they doing? <laughs> just watching people in the chaos and pure, like, passive-aggressive healer tank camaraderie energy is beautiful. I um, queued up with you as a black mage recently, and that was a time. Because I <laughs> was, was the chaos so- that time, because I hadn't played black mage in, like, four months and so I didn't know what the fuck I was doing, and my hot bars were all fucked up. And just like I typed in the chat, I was like, "Sorry, I haven't played Black Mage in forty-eight years or something like that." And um, like it was, it was just a mess. And I'm like, I don't know what's going on, but it's, I'm here. I I well, think I died out. too, and I yeah. said sorry to the healer, and he was just like, "No, that was my bad." And I was like, oh, "Okay," because <laughs> I I just assume it was my fault every time it happens. Um. He but, was playing yeah. Scholar, and Scholar's kind of tough in those dungeons, so. Yeah. Uh, that, that one's hard. I had another girl that I was uh, in a dungeon with who was Scholar, and she was having a hard time, too, but I didn't say anything because I was just like, Scholar's hard. Scholar's <laughs> hard. I think when I go back to that class, I'm just going to play Summoner until 70, because I, at least with Summoner, like, that's a DPS class. I can just sit in the back, and if I fuck up, it's not going to be as noticeable. Summoners also, you can get that dong for your head. Summoner dong, yeah. Yeah. Big dong summoner. (laughs) (laughs) You can also summon Bahamut. That's pretty cool. That is cool. Um, Um, 
do you, I, I mean, I'll, I mean, I, we got some late salt, but I don't really understand what this is about. Do you? So, yes. So, okay. uh, Jeremy Greer wrote in with, why isn't anyone asking for an easy mode for Baba is you? And he's very lucky that I listened to the episode of Dark Insight where he explained this game. Because otherwise, this this screenshot would be un, like unintelligible. But like from what I understand, it it's a puzzle game, and you can change um, some of these words around. So it says hedges stop. Um, maybe you could change it, like move stuff around, and it'll say like um, oh, so this bottom one it says door is shut. You need to swap things around so it says door is open, and then you can go through the door like that kind of. Thing My and you just like push and pull blocks. Ghost is ghost. Ghost is ghost. Yeah, but then you could make maybe you could be Baba is ghost, and then like you can go through walls. Maybe I don't know. I I haven't played this game, so I don't really know how it works. But um, yeah, it looks hard. I I struggle with puzzle games like this that require me to think in um, non-standard ways. Yeah, so, how dare you ask me to think while I'm playing a game? I say <laughs> that, but I love. Um, I I do I do love uh like word puzzle games even though I'm yeah. dyslexic. But you know what? The benefit of being dyslexic when you're playing word puzzle games is that your brain fucks up the word and scrambles it for you. So you're like, "Aha, I see. I see a word that's not the word that it's supposed to be, but finally I have a secret power." I really liked the game um, Catherine, but that made that requires you to think in non-standard ways too, and it's real fucking hard. Yeah, I, this screenshot's really fucking me up. But <laughs> I tried, I tried to explain Baba as you, despite having no experience with it. But I, that's... yeah, I was just like, I don't know what this means, but maybe Kate. I think, I mean, like you explained it to me. It's a puzzle game, and the the discourse around games, like. Where's my easy mode? Where's the dumb bitch mode? Because I need that. Because I've been drinking that dumb bitch juice since the day I was born. And (laughs) 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 Too bad we can't use dumb bitch mode for the fucking, like, episode title because iTunes will be upsetty spaghetti. Too bad we can't use dumb bitch mode for life. Yeah. (laughs) with that that's our show tonight <laughs> where, where can we find you on the internet you can find me as at filthy wizard on twitter filthy magic user on twitch and instagram and you can find my patreon and kofi in my description on twitter you can find me on twitter and twitch as humanity upgrade and on facebook and instagram as Crowfeather cosplay you can find our Wayward co-host and editor Jake and on Twitter as Jake underscore Lionheart. And you can find our podcast on Twitter as at Podcast Salt. There's a link there to our fireside, but you can also listen to our podcast anywhere you get podcasts such as Spotify or iTunes. Um, if you like our show and would like to consider contributing to the show, please consider donating to our Kofi page. That is ko-fi.com slash the salt report. And I... <laughs> totally blanked on my clever ending words tonight so i guess baba is ghost is gonna have to be where we we go with well okay no (laughs) hold on
Remember, kids, there is no shame in having to dumb bitch mode life. <laughs> Perfect. <laughs> Good night, everyone. Good night. <laughs>